0: Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, September 25th of 2019, and we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Google has pre-announced a a core algorithm update, and that's happening right now, so we'll give you our early thoughts, although there's not a whole lot to talk about on that right now. We're going to talk a lot um, on uh, some new changes. Google has announced some new snippets that we can be using that are a little bit confusing, so I'll give you my thoughts on uh, what we have so far, and there will be more to come on this in, in the weeks coming ahead, I'm sure. Um, really interesting question in uh, Q&A about um, how do you know when you have enough SEO knowledge to go forth and you know be an active part of the SEO community? So I'm going to share a bit of information on my journey and how uh, that looked for me. Let's jump right into the news because I know a lot of you are interested in what's happening with this core update. Now, Probably by the time you're listening to this, there will be more information, but right now there's not a lot that we know. We know that Google linked to their blog post on core updates. This is the blog post that was a little bit controversial because it linked out to a bunch of SEOs who had written on EAT, including our uh, website as well. Um And so we know, uh, we've been saying this for a couple of years now, that most of the core updates that Google does seem to be connected to their assessment of expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. And in the past, the majority of these updates, in my opinion, have been about Google's attempt to measure trust. Uh, And we saw that June 3rd was a core update. That's the last core update that Google announced. June 3rd, we really felt, was Google's attempt to look at scientific consensus especially in medical sites. And we saw that a number of medical sites that were seeing drops um, on June 3rd were medical sites that didn't exactly go in line with what traditional physicians would talk about. Um, And it seems that uh, Google is demoting sites where they have a lot of information that cannot be backed up by scientific consensus. Um, If you are a client of ours that we have reviewed a medical site for you, uh, at some point in the next few weeks, hopefully, We should have a white paper to you soon on all of our thoughts on what you can do to implement on your site to um, help Google to trust it better, especially if you're talking on topics uh, that really don't line up completely with scientific consensus. We don't think that sites are going to rank, you know, if your whole site exists to talk about how carrots cure cancer and... You know, there's no evidence to support that. You're probably going to have trouble ranking for core terms. Um, however, there are a lot of sites that we felt were hit with the June 3rd update that really didn't deserve to be hit. And maybe they showed an alternate viewpoint, but it didn't necessarily mean that that viewpoint was dangerous or uh, bad or wrong in any way. So I'm interested to see, now that this is our first core update since the June 3rd one, uh, whether some of these medical sites that really... You you know, weren't that bad in terms of going against scientific consensus are going to see some recoveries. Um, again, if you're a client of ours and we've reviewed a medical site for you, uh, we're still working on this white paper that uh, the white paper will describe the um, a number of practical things that you can do to uh, to help, hopefully. Uh, and a lot of this is theory. So I will hopefully be talking about this um, publicly at some point. But at this point, we're going to reserve this just for sites that we've reviewed and uh, and given our insight to. If you're interested in having a site review, you can reach out to our team at help at mariehaines.com. We do have a bit of a waiting list right now, but uh, we're working through that. And so um, you know now is a good time because every Time there's a core update, we tend to get a big influx of people who uh, want to site review. So um, in terms of this core update, uh, we're not seeing a whole lot at this point. Uh, Dr. Pete uh, tweeted something uh, from Mozcast basically saying that... Um, you know, there's a little bit of turbulence, but nothing too crazy so far. So we'll be analyzing the impact of this update. Uh, I have a few early thoughts, but they're really, really early. And so next week, we will definitely be reporting on what we're seeing. And if this is a significant core update, it may take a few weeks before we have our full analysis of uh, what to expect. Um, you can always find this in newsletter at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. Um, let's see, let's talk about uh, a date that people weren't really marking as an update, uh, but September 17th of 2019, we had a great number of sites that we monitor that saw changes at this time. The majority of them, um, thankfully, were seeing some increases. Uh, we have a couple of link auditing clients that well, I'm going to talk in a minute about these uh, late August link related changes. But some of those sites that saw increases saw further increases on September 17th. And also some of our June 3rd uh, medical sites started to see some increases on September 17th. And this is really interesting because um, these sites... We didn't expect to see increases until there was another core update. So what I don't know is whether, you know, Google announced the core update was happening September 24th. Perhaps they've rolled some of that out previously on the 17th, and now they're going widespread with it. It'll well, be interesting to see. So we're going to keep an eye on these sites that are seeing recoveries. It's a really, really early at this point to call them recoveries. We're seeing a bit of an uplift in traffic that seems to start on September 17th. Uh, and so hopefully that will continue. We're going to monitor these sites uh, for sure. I don't really have much else to say about the 17th. Again, nobody else is really talking about it, uh, but there really, really were a number of sites that saw ups and also some downs as well. Um, One of the sites that I put in newsletter that's seeing some decreases starting September 17th was a site that we just recently reviewed, and we pointed out a number of technical issues on the site. Uh, They had very poor EAT as compared to their competitors, and they also had uh, unnatural links that were not disavowed. Uh, and this site is seeing some drops. So it's really hard to say exactly what's happening right now um, but if you are seeing drops we really would urge you to look at the quality raters guidelines and also look at your link quality. So speaking about link quality we published a blog post earlier this week I think it was Monday that we published it and you can find it at uh, mariehaines.com blog um, and it's talking about some disavow case studies. So this is really exciting for me uh, and I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to rehash the whole thing, but what I really, really want to say is that Google did something in regards to links starting August 22nd of 2019. Again, this is not being written about a lot, uh, but we're seeing this as a recurring pattern. That, um, and you really want to pay attention to this if you have used links that some people call white hat, uh, but really you're doing link building through articles. Some people will call it content marketing, uh, maybe some guest posting. And now I'm not saying that all content marketing and all guest posting is bad uh, or against Google's guidelines. But what I am saying is that if you've done this on a large scale, you may find that it's causing Google to distrust your site. We know that T, the trust, um, is a component of EAT, that T is very, very, very important. Um, And what we've been seeing is Google is repeatedly finding ways so that websites that are... um, ranking that maybe have an element of distrust should not be ranking well for YMYL queries. So we saw in, uh, and I've written about this in our article on disavow case studies in 2019, um, we saw several of our clients that we had filed a disavow for that um, starting August 22nd, maybe as long as August 29th, uh, is seeing really, really nice increases. There's one example in newsletter that just blows my mind, uh, the amount of increase this site is seeing. And this site is a really cool one to look at because we haven't actually implemented anything other than the disavow. Um, This site did have some technical issues uh, and some, uh, some EAT related issues. And they're working on that. We're making some changes, Uh, but they saw dramatic improvements after filing a disavow. The disavow for this site was very, very thorough. Um, We disavowed approximately half of their link profile. And some of these were spammy links, but most of these were links that they had paid an SEO company to build for them. Uh, And if you look at these, I know a lot of you who are listening to this podcast, if you saw these links, you'd say, well, yeah, that's just normal white hat link building. And we've been saying, for years that why would Google want to count these links there you've basically traded content so that you can get a link back to your website they're not a recommendation for your website no matter how you spin it um, if you're getting links on a large scale because you're having content published on other sites and you're hoping that those links help improve your rankings we feel like they actually could have a negative Um, so now I have said this in our article on disavowing that uh, we've only looked at a small handful of sites And I'm reluctant to, you know, make a massive deal about this, Um, but I'm going to be doing more work in looking at sites that were hit uh, uh, between August 22nd and 29th and sites that saw improvements. And so far, every site that has seen improvements is one for which we, either we or the customer themselves have filed a thorough disavow. And we have several sites where we have said, look, we feel like your link profile is one that Google would consider unnatural. And uh, those sites did not file A disavow and saw drops in that time period. So I would urge you to find that article and read it. Um, We have stuff in newsletter about it as well and a link to the uh, disavow case studies. Um, I think you're going to find that really, really interesting. Let's talk about the latest on Starmageddon. Officially, it's not called Starmageddon. The official name is the September 2019 Rich Review Snippets Results Update, which sounds really, really boring. I want to call it Starmageddon. So what happened here is... Um, that Google is saying that if you are marking up your own reviews for your own business on your own website with review stars, that they should not be appearing in the search results anymore. Um, a lot of people are talking about losing review stars. And I think that most of these people who are talking about losing review stars, um, maybe are not seeing them because of this update, um, there can be other reasons to lose review stars so if you have lost your stars in the search results the first thing you want to look at is which types of stars have you lost? Because as far as I understand it, you should not be losing stars for product reviews. Um, I could be wrong on that. And I'm still trying to get a straight answer from Google that if you have products on your own website that are products that you sell and you've marked them up uh, with review stars, do they count? Um, my The understanding is that they really should work just fine. Um, so if you're seeing a loss in review stars for products, It could be that there is a decline in the amount of quality that Google is assessing on your website. Um, So Google uh, has told us before that if they think a website is low quality, they will not show review stars. They will not show rich results in the search results. Um, And so that's something to be investigated. Similarly, if you um, are seeing a loss in stars and also a loss in traffic... Now, there's a possibility that those stars were driving more clicks, but if you're seeing a massive reduction in traffic, and certainly if you're seeing a ranking reduction, this is probably not connected to Google uh, saying that you can't use self-serving review stars. And I would be looking into whether there are quality issues. Um, the, the the review star update may be a little bit of a distraction in this case. Um, Somebody asked uh, 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 John Mueller on Twitter recently whether having schema Errors appear in search console um, could be a cause for traffic drops. And John actually said that, no, no, if you if you see errors, what happens is uh, we just may not display your stars in the search results, um, but it should not cause traffic losses. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that. Um, I know a lot of people in the local space are uh, noting, you know, their self-serving business reviews are leaving. Um, what I'm still mostly interested in is what's happening with product reviews. Review stars. Um, if you have more information on that that you're really comfortable and confident on, um, tweet at me Marie underscore Haynes H A Y N E S, and uh, um, I would be interested in hearing your thoughts on that as well. Google announced that uh, we now have fresher data in Search Console, and this is really, really good. So prior to this week, whenever we had information in Search Console, it would be usually a few days delayed, uh, and sometimes even as much as a few weeks. And so now, when you go into Search Console, you'll see that it's updated very regularly. I just checked a bunch of the properties that I have access to, and in the top right-hand corner, it'll tell you the last time that Search Console data updated, And for every one of my clients, it was saying eight hours ago was the last update, uh, which is fantastic. So I'm actually going to start using Search Console data uh, to do a little bit more analysis of algo updates uh, now that we can see what's happening um, even in the current day, uh, which is really, really exciting. Um, So that's a, a good thing to know. The next thing is Google announced uh, some new meta tags. So all of these Google announcements are kind of getting jumbled up together. And I'm, I'm super happy that Google is announcing these things and telling us about these things. Um, it's super hard to stay on top of all this though. and I. Uh, so my goal is to make it understandable so that you don't have to spend the number of hours that I've spent trying to figure this out. So these meta tags, let's talk first of all about what a meta tag is. What they're mostly talking about is tags you can put in your HTML um, to control or at least uh, help Google figure out which parts of your site uh, to show in snippets. So a snippet would be um, when you see a, a page of results on Google, you're going to see you know, the title tag of the page usually, unless Google's rewritten it. You're going to see the URL of the page usually, unless Google is doing some type of test where they're just showing you the breadcrumbs. And then underneath that is a bit of a description. So you know we call that usually the meta description, but often Google will just grab other information on your page and put that into the meta description. So now we've got some changes that we can add to control which parts of our site are allowed to be pulled into meta descriptions or other types of snippets in the search results. So um, for example, and I think that this has probably come about because there are some changes in, um, uh, I don't know if it's GDPR, but there's a, a European, some type of data protection Privacy thing going on. And um, what this means is that you can mark up certain parts of the page to not be allowed to be used in a snippet. So let's say uh, you are in Europe, you're a European news publisher, and you've got a news story that. you know, for whatever reason is not supposed to be appearing in the search results, just that one part of it, you can actually put code um, within your HTML to say which parts of the page are not allowed to be pulled by Google into a featured snippet or uh, into a, a snippet, um, which counts for featured snippets as well. It's complicated. Um, there's other things you can uh, say the maximum length of the snippet. Um, and so I think this could be helpful if you're looking at your results in the search results. And I, I've had times where I'm, I see the snippet Google pulled, uh, grabs some stuff on my page that's not important, or, um, you know, uh, we may play around with using uh, these tools just to tell Google which parts of the page we actually want them to feature. Um, So I think there will be more information coming out on this, because from what I can see on Twitter, there's a lot of confusion. Uh, There's also information in there about what parts of videos can be pulled. Uh, So if you have, for example, a recipe site, uh, sometimes Google will pull pull um, certain parts of your recipe videos into the search results and present them as a GIF. And you can uh, kind of give Google a little bit more information on which parts to pull with that. So that looks like something that uh, is probably going to be uh, interesting to play around with. Another new thing in Search Console is that um, Google has given us more information on breadcrumbs. And um Um, That's uh, an interesting thing. So we saw a lot of websites received um, notifications from Search Console this week saying that you have errors in your breadcrumbs. Uh, So that's something to pay attention to. And it's new for us that Google's actually giving it to us in uh, Search Console. Um, I debated on whether to include this next part in newsletter. Uh, there was a tweet. Uh, gosh, who is it by now? And I'm so sorry I don't have the reference here. Um, there was a company that tweeted uh, that there were some irregularities in indexing on September 24th around 5 p.m. If you have a news site and you had some trouble getting content indexed, it may be that Google had some issues there. Again, I debated on whether to include that because uh, that may just be one sites issue but I I think that there might have been something going on at that point. A couple of SEO tips. Um, Somebody asked John Mueller where uh, on the page you should be placing JSON-LD. So JSON-LD is a way to um, present your structured data and it's pretty common for most people to put it in the head of your document uh, but some people do put it in the body of your document. John Mueller said that it really doesn't matter however If your page in the body of the HTML has broken HTML or HTML that's really challenging for Google to parse, then it might make it so that they can't understand your JSON-LD. And for that reason, uh, John Mueller has recommended that we use just the head of the document for for that type of information. Um, Let's see see, there was a really, really good help hangout this week. We went a few weeks where uh, I was just too behind and wasn't able to get caught up on help hangout information. And uh, the last couple of help hangouts, we've really learned a lot. So here's the first thing. Did you know, so featured snippets, when you see those in Search Console, how does Google rank them? What do you think? Does Google, if you own the featured snippet, and let's say you also are ranking number four uh, for that position organically for that keyword. What would Google rank that as in Search Console? Would they say that's a position zero? Because that's what we've been calling featured snippets, right? Or would they say it's position four? Or would they average it? And I did not know, there's two things I didn't know here. Number one, Google does not consider the featured snippet position zero. They call that number one. And so if you see that you're ranking number one for a query, um but organically you're like number four. It actually means that maybe you have the featured snippet um and people are seeing you in the featured snippet results. Um, the other thing that I didn't know about this is that uh, that number one position is the what John calls the average topmost ranking. Um, and so if you had two, so you had the featured snippet and you also had the fourth organic. Google just ignores the fourth organic in terms of reporting for that keyword. Where it gets confusing is if you started looking at individual URLs. So let's say you had one URL that was ranking at number one and another at number four for a particular keyword. If you're looking at keywords, that would be reported as a number 1 ranking. If you were looking at individual URLs, you'll see that one URL for that keyword ranks number 1 and another one ranks number 4. Hopefully that hasn't been too confusing, but that was uh that was an eye opener for me. I I always thought that um Google would treat featured snippet rankings as a uh, position 0 as well. So, um and I even think the chart shows a 0 i don't, uh, yeah that's interesting. So anyways, I think we'll we'll move on from there. Um Let's see. Another interesting thing from the latest Help Hangout, uh, John Mueller noted that it takes a lot longer for Google to index images than it does content on regular web pages like text. So if you've been struggling to get images ranked or indexed, that could be why. He didn't say how long, um, and you know, I, I think it depends on so many different factors, but just know that it takes longer to get images indexed than it does for most text in most cases a couple of local SEO tool uh, tips. One of them, Google has made changes uh, to service area businesses and um, you are no longer able to use a radius. Uh, And so you may have gotten an email from Google saying that they've changed your service area. You wanna pay attention to that and look and make sure that um, you actually have correct information in there because that uh, uh, could impact the ability for people to find your uh, listing on Google Maps. Um, let's see. And then Google has some changes coming up in mid-November to Google My Business messaging. Uh, they're going to be completely within the Google My Business app now. Um, it used to be that you had connections to your texts. And um, uh, I think that was just a disaster. And even you know, clients that we advised somewhat on, I mean, we don't have a lot of local clients at this point, but clients that we advised on that got super confused. And they'd get texts and they wouldn't know... Who who they were from. It kind of looked like a spam text. And so hopefully things are changing in that Um, because the clients that did figure out this messaging, uh, you know, they actually did really well. I've had a number of clients that have picked up really good leads from this, Um, but I had other clients that uh, just could not figure it out. And so hopefully this is going to be better, but it does mean that we will all need to have the Google My Business app downloaded. So um that's something that you're going to have to have your clients do if they're the ones responding to these messages So let's move on to our Q&A, and uh, I thought this was a great question, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on this, and hopefully this will help some of you who are just getting started out in SEO. Um, The question is, I've been working on websites and doing SEO since 2007, started with an SEO company, and since 2014, have worked at two e-commerce businesses doing their SEO and website editing. I still feel like I'm a newbie and I rarely participate in forums or discussions. How long did it take you to feel like what you had to say or contribute to the SEO community was something that might be of value to others? So first of all, you've been doing SEO since 2007, uh, which is actually before me. I started in 2008. Um, You have way more knowledge than you know. And I think this is imposter syndrome. I think that so many of us struggle with this because um, the online communities can be a little unforgiving at times, right? So if I go into a forum and I'm like, hey, I think Google's doing this thing even though I've been around, you know, I've been doing SEO for a while, there are people who are going to argue with me. And you need to have a thick enough skin to know like, okay, it's it's okay for people to have other opinions. And when I first started in forums, if somebody disagreed with me, I would just make the assumption that they knew more more than I did. I was learning they must be right, I'm wrong. And, uh, and then I would think that I didn't know anything. So I think probably you can go and contribute. You probably have more knowledge than most of the people who are in these forums. Um, And, you know, whether it's a Twitter chat or whatnot. Here's the one thing I would say, though, is find areas where you feel like you're really good at contributing. Um, Because what I see in a lot of forums is people go in and they try to answer these questions that they don't really know the answer to. And I try to do that. You know, I mean, I say things in newsletter where, Something will come up, and I'll go, you know what? I'm going to try to explain this, but I've never done this before. So here's my thoughts. Uh, And then I'll refer people to somebody who's an expert in that matter. And um, I think as long as you're answering questions that you feel like you know the answer to, and as long as you frame your answer in a way um, that comes across as, look, I'm just trying to learn this too, uh, and here are my thoughts then you'll start to, to do well. The other thing that I would urge you to do, and it sort of fits together, is find areas where you can become the expert. Um, and so, you know, it's it's one thing. I remember a long time ago in the SEO chat forums, actually Nick Leroy just reminded me of this. I uh, put out some forum post asking the forum members whether they thought I was ready to start, uh, to leave my veterinary practice and um Actually, go full time into SEO, and uh, and you know people had all these opinions on my life and what I should be doing and the fact that I did all this schooling to become a vet and that wasn't what I was looking for. I was looking for, look, do you think I have the skills to actually make money working full-time in SEO? Um, you know, because I was making decent money as a vet and, uh, I didn't want to leave a career, um, if I, you know, was just going to make a piddly salary. I wanted to actually do well with this. And I'll tell you, um, Most of the people who responded said, no, don't leave. Now, some of them probably did that because I was a vet before and who would be crazy enough to leave a veterinary career to get into SEO? It totally was the right decision for me. But a lot of those people there, um, I've talked to them since then, really felt like I did not have the skills to uh, do anything in SEO. Um, Kind of reminds me of my grade three teacher who said I would never become anything academically and I proved her wrong. Um, So my point in saying this is not to build up myself and say, look, I actually do have skills. Like you're listening to this podcast and they were wrong. Um, Rather, what I'm trying to say is just don't worry so much about what other people think. As long as you're comfortable in the advice that you're giving, as long as you're not trying to scam people, um, as long as you truly are trying to help people, then get out there and start contributing and start, um, you know, putting your opinion in these forums and know that, uh, and here's another thing, some of the people in the forums that seem to have it all together and have these super successful SEO companies do not. Um, and so just what you're seeing in forums doesn't always represent uh, what happens in real life. And so my point in saying this, again, is not to you know knock anybody down, but is to say, look, what you think about other people is is what they want you to see and so um i you know i've probably rambled on a bit too much about this but my point is just get out there and do it do it in a way that uh, find areas where you feel like you have knowledge to contribute and as long as you're humble about it uh, and not trying to scam people then i think you're you're gonna do great so please let me know uh, if you do start to to do more contributions um, and uh, you know that that would be a wonderful thing um, that's all we're gonna do at this point for uh, podcast um, newsletter uh, this is episode number 102 if you're trying to find search news you can use on mariehaines.com and um uh, if you're looking uh, for the MHC team, we're gearing up for PubCon in Vegas. If you're thinking of going to PubCon Vegas, uh, we're going to have the whole time the exhibit hall is open. There will be MHC team auditors at our booth, and they'll take a look at your website if you want. Um, we have our link auditing team there as well, so they can take a look at your links. Uh, you know, we can't spend hours and hours with everybody, but um, if you want to meet with a team member and just have a you know ask questions about EAT or whatever it is, then we we would be happy to help you. I'll be hanging out uh, around the booth as well, but usually conferences, I'm all over the place. So, uh, but I'm going to try to spend some time at the booth too. So if you have questions for me, I can hopefully help you with that as well. And the final thing I'll mention is if you are considering having a link audit done, now is the time to book with us. We're starting to develop a bit of a waiting list. Um, my team is developing some scheduling so that we can handle uh, you know, more link audits. Um, but I think as people get more and more uh, clued into this, whatever happened in late August, uh, we're gonna be seeing a lot of people rushing to audit their links. Um, and so if you want to get in now and not have uh, have to go on the waiting list or pay an urgency fee, uh, then uh, now's the time. And you can reach our team at help at So I hope that's been helpful. So many changes to keep up with. We're going to keep trying to stay on top of what Google is doing. And um, I hope that you have a fantastic week. And I wish you the best of luck with all of your rankings.